Eric Butler is a podcaster and writer for the TatumReport.com. His book, New York City 2020 Gotham Unglued, documents the decay of New York City, which is exactly where our second guest is from. Hawk Newsom is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Greater New York. You have seen him on programs like Candace Owens on The Daily Wire, of course, and many others. And his group has protested outside the Brooklyn Nets arena for Kyrie Irving and vaccine passports and gun violence and other issues in New York City. How are you guys doing? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. I appreciate you guys both coming on. I want to start off with Kyrie Irving there with you, Hawk. Um, when I interviewed another member of your organization, Shivana, uh, you guys, she talked a lot about the work you guys were doing protesting outside of, uh, I guess it's Barclays, right? In uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, Barclays Center. And it was pretty ahead of the curve. I'm sure you guys received a lot of uh, positive reactions from all over the place during that time. And finally, way down the road, finally, they've changed the city ordinance in New York City, where artists and athletes can can uh, finally perform, I guess you can call it, and Kyrie Irving's allowed to play again. Can you take us through the timeline a bit of that and how you think that came to be and whether or not you think it was a good move for the city to, you know, make it only for athletes and artists as opposed to other people in private private businesses? Okay, um, let, let's take it from the top, right? Because my, my um, experience with the anti-mandate, anti-vax crowd wasn't anywhere near um, pleasurable. We came out because originally there was a fight at a restaurant named Carmine's. There was a lot of personal issues going on, but the hostess who was in the wrong used the vaccine mandate as a reason to get these women arrested and nobody from the anti-vax community came out for these black women. So um, I was like, you know what, screw you. I'll come out when I need to for black people, black related issues. And um, so they called about Kyrie Irving. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Now, people know I come out. I'm coming with the fire. Like, <laughs> nobody's joking around. Like, we're going to shut some things down. We're going to make our point. We're going to get a lot of media and a lot of attention. But this is the way we operate. So this dude named Michael Kane from New York, Teachers for Freedom, complete hypocrite and bozo. Um, he actually was a fan of mine and quoted me and my stance on the mandates and invited us into this space <coughs> knowing good and well what we do. Right. And uh, what did we do? We stormed the door. We, we moved the gates out of the way and let all the protesters in the charge the Barclays. Right. And uh, let them know that we weren't playing that we wanted Kyrie to play. And the next day, the same person who begged for me to be a part of this went and disavowed us and our actions in the the media, which was completely mind-blowing. TMZ, ESPN, uh, CNN, you name the network, we got press coverage of us going against the mandates. And they they, they disowned me. So after that, I just said that they could stick to their crowd with their um, anti-Joe Biden and Proud Boy theatrics, and I'll just be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm anti-Joe Biden, but I'm not with their whole gang of things because I think they exploit black people. I think um, a, a lot of the uh, pulls by the anti-mandate crowd to get black people in was like, hey, this is bigger than racism. Actually, it's not. Nothing's bigger than racism. Anyway, I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm long-winded. Kyrie Irving, we're glad we won the victory for Kyrie. 
But at the same time, what message does it send to the poor teachers, to the poor firefighters, to the poor nurses who dedicated their lives to their profession, who were out during, you know, COVID, uh, uh, keeping our city going? And because they're not rich athletes, they they are not exempt. Like, our mayor is a, a joke, and he caters to the, to the 1%, to the ruling class. And it's no secret that the New York Mets owner gave him over a million dollars toward his campaign, and voila, you know, Mets can play baseball. Like, this is the way politics in New York City work. So um, I just want to see it applied equally and fairly to everyone. And I want to get to the mayor soon, because as we mentioned, Eric has spent a lot of his life in New York City. Eric, do you disagree with any of that? Uh, do you want to comment on, like I said, the New York City mandate being only for artists and athletes while private individuals are still, you know, out of luck, basically? Oh, no, I totally agree with that. Uh, and I would agree with the idea that Eric Adams is a complete joke. Um, <laughs> I, I think we might disagree on exactly why that's the case, but... <laughs> That's just because the man has so many problems, right? So, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't care for him at all. And and to be honest with you, full disclosure, I left while De Blasio was still mayor. So I haven't lived under the the leadership, shall we say, of Eric Adams. And another thing, um, just as far as like the Kyrie protest in the Barclays Center, I think yes, I'll, I'll agree with you that Eric Adams is not good for the population of New York, rich, poor, black, white, whatever the case may be. But I will also say I think one one thing that one of the few things that I think I might agree with Hawk on is as a uh, is the mandate protested. So it's funny that the one thing that I think they did good, <laughs> however um, however forceful the the protest at the Barclays might have been, I agree with that. And it's some of the other stuff that I've sort of, and again, I, I haven't talked to Hawk personally, but in some of the other stuff that the Black Lives Matter organization has been involved in that I wouldn't quite agree with. So it's just funny. It's maybe, maybe it's ironic. I don't know what the term is that the one thing I think they did good, they get lambasted in the press for, but pretty much everything else they do that I don't really quite agree with, they they almost get, get a pass for, um, notably the, uh, the protest, in the, the protesting in the summer of 2020 when I was out there just trying to go back wait, to work. Wait, and we're talking. Wait, wait. What does my protesting have anything to do to what you're talking about, bro? Like, if, if you want to go into a BLM debate, we can. You want to talk about all the bad things we do? Talk about the 50,000 people we fed. Talk about the thousands so, of turkey and toys so, I gave away. Because just one last thing. One last thing. Talk about the fucking school I own. Okay, where kids get a fifty thousand dollar education for free. He asked so you you can you can mandates. talk about that. He asked you about mandates, bro. We were talking about mandates, and I'm just giving. I'm You're just. I'm in just saying. Twenty twenty. <laughs> You're in twenty twenty. Like if you. Yeah, into a song, absolutely. Wait for a better question. Like, come on, bro. Like, I'm not <laughs> here for this. I'm in the tropics. I've been praying and meditating. Like, like this is a spiritual just, swing. This is a journey for me. I didn't come on here to fight with you about nonsense, bro. I'm, All I'm not fighting. On social media like a troll. Like, get out of here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fighting. I'm just stating my position, and that's part of the reason why I left the city is because I think oh. it's it's crumbling. But but what I was gonna say is that I think, and and yes, you're you're right. We're talking about things from two years ago, and and I think it's worth I think it's worth discussing simply because we can't. If we just let these things go and, and pretend like it never happened, then we're never going to get anywhere. So the point I was basically trying to make is I think that sometimes like if and, and it might not even I don't know who organized the protest outside of uh, 
outside of City Hall Park in, in the summer of 2020. But it was just strange that they seemed to get a pass to, to protest out there for nearly a month, while some people early in the, in the virus were saying, hey, this doesn't quite add up. I just want to go back to work. They were arrested by the NYPD. And I think we can agree that the NYPD are, are certainly no angels. I'm tired of people on the sidelines talking about stuff they don't know. I was out there. So cops couldn't shut us down. Listen, listen. So, so let the, the cops, the cops talk shut, about it. The, let the players talk about it. Yeah, let's not talk or read the best we can. <laughs> cops couldn't stop us. They came. We assimilated. We were in formations. They couldn't break that that formation. They couldn't. It would have been too much blood. So dead. it's easy to arrest people in small numbers. They couldn't do anything with us. Think, man. Think. Yeah, let and, me ask and that's my next question. That... Sorry, Eric. Let me ask my next question about New York City. Um, I think we're all in agreement that we're not huge fans of Eric Adams and Hawk. Recently, he did this uh, move, and and I didn't care for it, frankly. And it's not because I necessarily agree with you. He called out Black Lives Matter for not uh, protesting against, I think, gun violence. Correct me at any point if I'm wrong about this. He, he called out Black Lives Matter. Uh, in New York, which would include you, I think, for not protesting of enough against gun violence because it's clearly out of control again. They, they've put in these new laws about bail and everything. Everybody's heard about all that. What's your reaction to that? And what do you think he's really trying to say? Because to me, it was kind of like, do my job for me, whether I agree with you or not, Hawk. It sounded like the mayor wants you to do something for him, and he's mad that you're not doing it. That's my opinion. How did you take that so-called call out from him? What did you take from that? Listen, um, one thing I'm getting tired of, right, and, and I, I might seem a little bit abrasive, but one thing <laughs> I'm getting tired of is people saying they don't agree with me, right? I get it from the right. I get it from the left. All you got to do is say it one time. You don't have to keep saying you don't agree with me. It would be a horrible country if we all agreed on everything. It would be a terrible place to live. Uh, here's the problem with the mayor. The mayor has a staff of hundreds. He has hundreds of politicians. He has billions of dollars and 40,000 police officers. And when they asked him, what is he going to do about the 20 shootings, the 20 people shot within two days, the mayors called out Black Lives Matter. To anyone with half of a brain, it would be like, wait. He's deflecting like like this is he's obviously deflecting what we said before, because um, a lot of people just think we're just crazy activists. Like my sister studied economics. I have a law degree and a business degree. I've worked in politics for 15 years. I worked for a prosecutor's office alongside police officers. So when I talk about police brutality, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I work the cases, whatever. I digress. Um, here's a man without a plan. The original point of contention in that big argument, that fight we had that made international news was we said, we're going to hold you accountable. He said, I'm holding you accountable for violence in the streets. So wait, you have a person who ran on a platform that was, I'm going to keep the city safe. Mm -hmm. Some crimes are up 44%, bro. From this time last year, shootings are up. His new specialized unit that we were fighting him over, only 30% of the arrests are related to guns. The other 70%, they're arresting people for petty crimes, misdemeanors, violations. 
Like this man, and is he's great at press conferences. Ah, oh, he's he's great. He smiles. He makes all the right jokes. He makes a lot of great statements. But his efficiency, his his ability to find follow up is non-existent. Like if you look at us, for example, we do this for peanuts. We passed seven laws in six years. We have a school, like I said before. We take care of whole communities, like. Because we know how to follow through. We're efficient. We're intelligent people. We're not just talkers. We're not just commentators. We're actually warriors who have minds, you know? So um, this, 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 this mayor, and, and what's really sad to me is the press is giving him a pass. From what I, last time I checked, Fox News was giving him a pass because he's pro-police. And liberal new, media in New York are just letting him do and say whatever without saying, hey, bro. You said you had a plan, and it's non-existent. Nobody is holding him accountable except for us. And the fact that he called us out was nonsense, but we had already been working on a plan to um, de-escalate the violence in our communities for a few months now. We're going to launch around the time of George Floyd's death. So we're going to keep working and doing what we're doing and let everybody else keep doing what they're doing. Eric, do you think it's weird that the New York City mayor would— say, hey, activist group, you need to be more responsible for violent crime? Or do you think there's another side to this at all? Well, of course, Eric Adams, I mean, he's just a pure politician, right? He's not going to, he's a he's a political puppet. So, of course, yeah, Hawk is right. He's deflecting in that sense. Um, but I think that this does sort of give us a glimpse in, like, this does sort of let us know that, hey, this actually isn't all about race. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the police force is largely, you know, uh, people of color, black people. I know in Flatbush, I didn't really see, I, I don't remember seeing even one white cop. So you got a lot of black cops, you got a black mayor, he's not doing anything uh, for the city. So I think that at least while he is a complete uh, puppet, I think that is a little bit of proof that this is bigger than a racial issue. I mean, Eric Adams is a complete failure uh, he's de Blasio 2.0. He might even be worse than de Blasio. I, I don't know. I, it, that that's um, that's a different discussion. But yes, it is actually. It's not strange that he would do that. It's actually very predictable that he would deflect to somebody. He's going to find a scapegoat. Um, but I think there is also something to be said for, you know, maybe maybe there is an avenue for uh, Black Lives Matter to to reach out. I don't know what they're doing as far as you know some of the gang violence that I that I was accustomed to and what's really going on in the streets. But maybe there is an avenue for them to to combat that a little bit. But is it the mayor's place to 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 say it and deflect from his responsibility? Absolutely not. OK, I want to move on to the big controversy now. And again, Hawk, step in anywhere where I'm fact might be factually incorrect. The BLM mansions now are making big news. Um, I know you're not part of the national branding. Um, uh, in Canada, there is, I think, $8 million. In California, $6 million. Does that hurt your image at all? Have you had to answer for any of that sort of stuff? Um, I know you're not, I don't think you're directly involved with the, with the national group there. Have you had to sort of answer for that if people come down on you for that? Man, I am so tired of this conversation. Like, <laughs> what's interesting to me, right, is like, why people don't care about who in American politics, what senators, what congresspeople had invested into these vaccine companies. 
I don't know. Let's let's let's. Who, who was it? Rumsfeld. Who was it that was involved with Halliburton when we went to war in Iraq and we were buying all the weapons from a company that somebody earned? Like Rumsfeld is, and the vice president, I think, as well. Ex- exactly. Like, come on, man, get out of here. People are corrupt. All right. <laughs> and the fact that, like, the fuck, like, this is not rocket science. You have people in groups who do the wrong thing. I'm not going to bash these black women. Uh, they they have relinquished leadership. They're off doing God knows what. God bless them. I'm tired of it. Because the thing is, the, the problem is not people who are genuinely concerned with where the money is. The problem is people who never believed in this new civil rights uh, issue, people who don't believe in racism, people who are harmful to this movement for civil rights. Those people use this and they run with it. So it, it kind of discredits the movement, all of these allegations and stuff. Should they be brought out? Yes. I'm a, transparency, whatever you want to do, I'm an open book. But um, I'm just I'm just tired of it, bro. Like, let's get back to work. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm fighting white supremacy every day. I'm fighting oppression in banking. I'm fighting oppression in education. I'm fighting oppression by police department. And the young brother, Ed, Edwin, said something really interesting about police officers. Well, I worked in law enforcement. And the problem with a white supremacist power structure is the blacks and the Latinos try to impress their superiors by proving that they are not part of who we are out into the street. So the white ADAs used to make fun of the amount of black and brown uh, cops who were in the complaint room because they were like, they would always just go so hard to prove that they weren't like the rest of us. Um, And this this is no dig at you, brother. It's just like, I know. Like the things that I talk about, I know. I live. People That's are going to ask I'm Hawk out here talking about Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bitcoin ain't my world. I ain't going to write a book about Bitcoin. I talk about shit I know. People are going to ask what you mean by white supremacy in one of these things. Can you give us an example of what you mean by that? Let's either the banking or the policing. Can you really explain what you mean by that? Because people are going to hear yeah, that. Man. And gonna, and, go See, ahead. Here's, here's the thing. I, I don't. I don't want people to feel any type of way. The problem with Americans right now is they are lazy. And they listen to people that sound like they know what they're talking about, but they're full of fucking shit. When all you have to do is read, like there's this thing called redlining, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a policy back in the days and black people couldn't buy houses, right? So these houses that black people weren't allowed to get were sold for $10,000, right? And and a great way to pass on, two great ways to pass on uh Wealth, generation wealth, is housing and insurance. So those $10,000 houses now, on average, are worth $500,000. So this is something that we were kept out of, that we could have built solid foundations on. If you talk about insurance policies, black people weren't allowed insurance policies to pass down generational wealth. You want to talk about racism and policing? Um, Then you could talk about Eric Adams and his new stop and frisk policies that he brought back and how it's like 99% black. You could talk about the era of uh, the reason why I like talking about mass incarceration to conservatives is because Donald Trump came out and said, hey, you know what? They got it wrong. This era of mass incarceration was racist. Let's fix it. Donald Trump did more to address racism and policing 
and the judiciary system than any Democrat ever had. But you still have his followers who say, nah, there's no racism in, in policing in a judicial system. It's fucking amazing to me, bro. All people have to do is read. And, and I'm just losing patience, man, for people who don't do research and just talk the talk. Eric, you want to chime in on that? Um, I, I <laughs> Not really, because I, I don't quite agree. And I know Hawk doesn't want to hear that. He's heard it a million times already. But uh, to be honest with you, I don't think that... You don't agree with what part? I, I just don't... I just don't I feel like even like what you said about the cops and how they try to prove to their superiors that they're not part of the streets or whatever, I feel like that's that's an assumption. I mean, you know, we could talk about, oh, oh you know, I, I was a lawyer, I was a cop, I was all this, all that. But the truth is, I don't think you genuinely know what all these people are thinking. I mean, how can you possibly know if a man doesn't genuinely want to be a cop um, and, and doesn't genuinely want to, to help his own neighborhood and just say that he's 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 trying to impress somebody. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that uh, it's, and it's, I'm just it's, genuinely... it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You don't have to believe me, but I'll tell you this. No, brother. no, when, no there's, not... when there's racism, when there's racism in policing, I have chiefs, I have white shirts, I have in executives in the NYPD and call me to work a case. Think about that. Mr. I hate cops, which is who I am. Cops <laughs> call me to help them with issues of racism and policing. Think about that shit, man. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm not buying all of it. You're just 100. Like, you're, I'm not, you're not, you're not you don't have to. Because yeah. you know what? You know what the problem is? You know what the difference is between me and you? If you made a valid point <laughs> from your life experience, I'll be like, yo, you know what? You're right. Like, my dad used to always say, even a cloak, a broke clock is right twice a day. So when Republicans are right, I'll be like, yo, they got that right, bro. Like, they got that and right. And I would do the They're same. Absolutely. I would do the same. Correct. Nah, nah. I'm sitting here telling you about my life experience, bro. And, and this is God's honest truth. I have nothing to lie to you about. And when I, what about when I talked about my experience, what about my when I talked about my experience two summers ago, you, you said, oh, well, it's, it's irrelevant. It's two years old. You're not living it. So. I, I no, literally no, told you about my life experience question, what I remember. Bro. I was just didn't, wondering where, didn't, where it didn't, came from. Didn't like that, I, I, I so. didn't get it. I didn't get it. Like, and you you said, hey, guess what? No, I actually conceded to your point. You said that the mask mandate people, the mask mandate people were getting arrested, but those people were not being arrested. And I told you why. I told you because they had a hundred people in formation and for the police to go in there, it would have looked like Selma. It would have looked terrible for a mayor who was trying to play like he was racially friendly. I told you why I told you the difference. I didn't disagree with your experience. I told and, you why they didn't get arrested. And I'm, I'm curious as if, well. If as you want to why... talk about people, if you want to talk about people not getting arrested in 2020, well, the attorney general, I love facts. The attorney general, Patricia James, Letitia James actually filed a lawsuit against the NYPD citing mass acts of brutality during the uprising of 2020. So not only were they arresting people, they were beating the shit out of people to the point where the attorney general has filed a lawsuit against them. Facts are your friend, bro. Uh, and I think the attorney general is completely corrupt, but that's a different story. I'm just genuinely curious, though. Who's um, not what? corrupt? Who's not corrupt? Who's not corrupt? 
Yeah, and that's, well, and that's I'm not problem. corrupt, there's, you there's, guys. There's, there's, there's no, a lot no, of no, it. No, no, we're talking about in politics. Who's not corrupt? You know what was so funny? All the Republicans were like, oh, the Democrats stole the election. When, when, when? Shut the fuck up. Bush stole Florida. Okay, Bush stole Florida. People steal elections every election cycle. It's just people, you know, always crying when it's them, man. Like, they always cry when it's them. All right, I want to get to the next point. Unfortunately, I'll have to probably bleep out stolen election on YouTube. Um, you serious? Yeah, YouTube will wow. take you down if you question any uh, election results. Um, delete your page. Um, well, uh, you can say it in one direction. That's true. You can say it in one direction. Ask Elizabeth Warren. I want to talk about the most recent, of course, Supreme Justice. A lot of problems with that. I want to see if you guys have... I have my own problems with it, with uh, the inability to answer some questions, I feel like. But I want to see if either of you guys have problems with it. Joe Biden, they, they, they demanded to nominate a black woman. That's what they did. Was it the right person? Eric, you go first this time. Um, well, no, I don't think... I, no, I don't know her whole history. I don't know what it's all about, but I know from some of the hearings that I heard, of course, my number one thing is that... Uh, you know, she and, and we could talk about the the lenient sentencing sentencing that she did. That's a different story. But as far as uh, not admitting to to the woman is that's uh, startling for me because that that well, first of all, she said she's not a biologist, which alludes, which makes us think that okay, so gender is something that is based in biology. That's the first thing, and the second thing is. This is coming from a group of people, and not all, not every, but this is coming from a group of people that three years ago was believe all women, I'm with her, um, you know, there was pussy hats all over the place, me too, all this stuff. It was all about women, Hillary Clinton, and then when they need to jump through their hoops, she says, I don't know what a woman, and that's a clear ideological, I mean, remember when Amy Coney Barrett was getting confirmed, and there's definitely some problems with her as well, but that's not what this is about. When she was getting confirmed, asked her for her religious beliefs, and, and she adopted kids and all stuff, and they said, well, that's too ideological. But her pretending that she doesn't, and I, I say pretending because she obviously knows what a woman is, she's married, she has kids, so she knows exactly what the is. But for her to jump through those hoops, is is very telling and it's it doesn't fare well i think uh for just reality that's gonna slip reality right from under us and make it to the point where we we see it now with the prisoners and the swimmers and you know the the, the track stars and or not stars but track athletes and stuff so that's um it's one thing to interpret the law how you see fit but it's another thing to completely ignore reality and that's a problem i think that she's gonna bring to the table Hawk, one question. Do you like her? Do you have an opinion on her as, you know, a justice, a woman going into that position, a person going into that position, I should say? And two, do you think when Joe Biden says the person I'm going to nominate has to be a black woman, do you think that sort of, you know, lessens any achievement or status she might have just by, you know, nominating her without saying that? Here's the problem. We have been fighting for equity for so long. The reason why there are things like affirmative action, the reason why there's these pushes for inclusion is because white people kept us out of a lot of things. Like, this isn't, like, made up. These are facts. These are numbers. White people kept us out of certain jobs, kept us out of their learning institutions. So things were done to make sure that white people would at least 
appear to be behaving in a fair nature. With that being said, um, Democrats exploit black people. Republicans don't really care about poor people or issues affecting black people, but Democrats exploit black people. So you nominate a black woman and it's like this, yes, you know, we got a sister in there and whoopee, right? But see, the thing is, like, I'm so far, and I'm happy she's in there, right? I'm glad that little black girls with braids in their hair could look up and say, I can aspire to that one day. I can aspire to that one day. But let's face the facts. People appoint folks that align with them politically, right? So um, I think the more important question is to say, what do her rulings look like? People had no problems. This is the problem with this country, right? Um, there were Republicans who were like, she's great. Her record is, is, is superb. I just can't stand behind her. Like, really, dude? <laughs> like, really? Like, really, dude? You know, but, but that's the problem is we're too partisan. We're pulled apart. And you can't even acknowledge what the other side is saying about being sellouts. Now, if there's anything that concerned me, was her record on pedophiles. I found that to be extremely concerning. Um, but here's the problem, right? Here's the problem. So now it's Republicans who are saying, pedophilia, save the babies. When 10 years ago, it was the Democrats saying that. Like, I, I give up <laughs> on American politics. It's like, the slippery slope. i tell you what. The Overton Man, window, I tell you something. I'll take my crew of black folks who I'm out here running around trying to save my nation. And if you got some poor rednecks with some common sense, then we can sit down and we can have a conversation. Because at the end of the day, with these poor black folks and these poor rednecks are going to agree on this, this world is out to screw poor people. These politicians are prostitutes that are bought and paid for. 90% of the people you see on the news don't care about the truth or advancing humanity. They just care about arguing their sides. Probably money is. Sometimes I sound. So, yeah, money, right? Sometimes I sound real fucking smart, bro. Like, I, <laughs> right. I'm serious. And it's, it's like God. It ain't me, man. And not saying that God is speaking directly through me, but like, like if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, like, People will deny immigrants access to the country for food and water, right? But Jesus talked about feeding the poor and giving them a cup of water. Like, this country is so hypocritical. You have Mayor Adams, who's literally kicking homeless people off the street, taking their belongings and throwing them in dumpsters. And this is the left. And, and, and all these Democratic politicians are letting them get away with it. Like, do, do we not see how evil this world is? And it's not the Democrats are evil. It's not the Republicans are evil. They're all evil. Because the brother, good brother, um, what's his name, Emmanuel, pointed out a good point, right? Um, he said, you know, all these women were pro-women, believe all women, two, three years ago, right? Well, I'll do you one better. The Democrats were screaming, my body, my choice. And now they're forcing you to take a vaccine. The, the Republicans were screaming, 
you shouldn't be able to have abortions. I'm telling you what to do with your body. And now they're yelling out, you can't tell me what to do with my body. This whole system is screwed and hypocritical. God bless the truth tellers. Eric, do you so, want to talk about it? Yeah, go ahead, and then we'll uh, we'll movie on the paywall after this. Eric, I'm sorry. Did you, yeah, I wasn't I think sure who you were referring he, to. I thought Emmanuel was I, I think we got Emmanuel, we got Edwin, we got a couple things. But uh, <laughs> I think that those are signs. And I think, again, just to bring it kind of full circle, is like, shouldn't that be clear to us that this is bigger than race? And boys have to come down to race. And secondly, uh, the thing about What's the, bigger than my race? Body, my what, choice thing, what's, what's bigger the, than race? The, no, the fact that all politicians are evil and they're preying on poor people, right? That's basically what you said, right? Is that all politicians across look, the spectrum no, no, listen, are totally, listen, listen. they're corrupt. If, if, you they're corrupt. Look, well, if you look behind I, racism, well, it's I, classism. I'm agreeing with you. Behind racism is classism. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so with so we, we uh, the, the one thing that I think and we're we're close. We're close to to agreeing on the uh, the my body, my choice, the left and right thing there. However, the one little nuance part that I think slides in there sometimes that I won't quite agree with that that baby is not your body. That's a completely different body, right? So that's kind it's of in what your body. I think the whatever, right is whatever. whatever. No, well, well, that's so, true because so a stranger it, it, has more to say about what's inside a woman's body than that woman herself. Well, it's you know just what? It becomes, you got it. I'm it not. I'm becomes, not arguing abortion. No, <laughs> it's community. It's the community's baby. It's the community's baby. No, no, no. It's it's just and it's just the fact that if it if it were her body, then it would there would be no argument there. It's the fact that it's separate. Now, I'm not a super staunch, like, you know, uh, pro life I'm not like you know on the you know I'm not going to any of those type of pro thing. I'm just saying that's where I think they're coming from. Is that if it if it were her body, then it would be a different. And if it weren't a living being, then there would be no discussion because the the whole thing about abortion is actually ending that life. So that's where they're coming from. And I, I do say I will tend to agree with them on that, but I'm not out there. You know, let me tell you something. And, 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 this and abortion fight. This abortion fight is about population control. Okay, and if somebody told you differently, they lied to you, bro. This and we are. Fight, we, Having people having people have more babies is so that whites don't become the minority in America. This is why people are like, dude, y'all better have babies. We better stop these women from having abortions. It's so that the Mexicans and Latinos don't outnumber everybody. And and black people. I mean, you go to Oakland, like where I'm from, they they pop those things out in the middle of the those Planned Parenthoods. So and you know, shout out to to Kanye and and, and you know, doing his little his dramatic crying about uh, abortion and stuff, but it's pretty clear that and now fact check me on this because I don't have the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure that abortion is ending the lives of mostly black children. So if we want to take the race there's part more, there, we'll take there's it there. More, so there's, there's more, more black babies killed. Uh, I know this was two years ago, more black babies killed by abortion in New York City than actually can then see. Then we're born, yes. Birth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, then we're born. All right, Hawk, I want to ask you about some of the banking stuff because I don't know if you heard, but up here in Canada, and this just came to me right now, um, the people who donated to the, the trucker convoys, uh, GoFundMe, I think it was, 
had their bank accounts seized. At the very least, it was locked. I don't know if they took the money from them, but they locked their bank accounts, put on like a federal list. And of course, a lot of people are worried about that. People are worried about just donating to us or donating to other things that have like political leanings. What type of ideas do you have to circumvent like this banking system that I think everybody is becoming more aware of with cryptocurrency and everything? And for people like me, who are kind of worried that like maybe the government one day is going to come from my bank account. Is there other ways to, to, you know, go about living your life with a bank account? I'm, I'm really sorry. Like y'all don't understand for two years, I've been trying to get away and be by myself. So, um, I've been trying to do this. So a friend said, you can use my rental house. And I've been here for free for like three weeks. There is one restaurant on this whole Island. There are no people here. I've just been praying, meditating. I ran a mile for the first time since 2019. I lost about 15 pounds. I quit smoking. So I'm in a really spiritual place. But if you see me swatting, there's a lot of bugs. Out. Oh. I've got about 100 <laughs> bugs bites on me. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's what I'm swatting at. Um, so banking, like uh, what there is a case down in Houston, or it was the case down in Texas, Chase Bank, where a black woman, doctor went into a bank with a $16,000 check and they told, they called the cops and accused her of fraud. And this was a doctor with her, her credentials and they still wouldn't serve her. They wouldn't open account for her because they reserved the right not to. This happens to who, to a black woman. It happens to black people across the country. You always see these things. So what we're saying is take your money and put it in a black bank. Um, that's, that's where we are going with this. Um, I hate what's happening with the world. You have the state of Florida banning books that tell the truth about racism in America, banning math books because somehow they have something to do with critical race theory. But you also have the Democrats who are silencing people. It's, it's like, okay, the book thing is like Stalin, Hitler, right? And you look at what the um, the Democrats are doing, and it's like Saddam Hussein whisking people away in the middle of the night. Except we're just calling it like cancel culture. Like, can, can we not <laughs> sit back? Because you're like, you know, you just say, hey, come hang out, have some food. Next thing you know, you're dead, right? But but this is what we do with cancel culture. Like, people who speak out. So um, I'm I, 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 I the truck convoy, I, I could care less about it, right? But people are engaging in protests. I don't know if you have anything equivalent to the First Amendment up in Canada, but this no. is a peaceful <laughs> pro. Yeah, but this is peaceful protest. This is freedom of speech, bro. And you're freezing people's bank accounts. Like these governments are really going too far. It's, they're, they're, they're truly, they're, they're really going too far. And I, I think that that the, these these politicians are getting away with so much because they have us caught up in hating one another. You understand? Like I, I know that uh, if, if if somebody called me the N word, I might break their jaw, right? But at the end of the day, I know the average white person is not oppressing me. I know they benefit from from this system, but. When I look at, 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 at everything in its totality, there are systems. This is systemic racism. I seek to, to dismantle that. Like, I can care less about how a person feels about me. There's a lot of black people who don't like me. You know what I mean? So 
whatever. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. It's okay. It's what you're here for. Eric, <laughs> ramble on, as they say. Well, what about I all just, this uh, leading into the midterms as well? Well, uh, first thing I want to say, I think it's a little bit ironic. and I, I'm, Right? It's kind of funny that some of the news we hear about the uh, the National uh organization, you know, buying mansions and stuff. It's just a little bit ironic that we're we want people to to invest in a black bank. It's like, well, these people were just spending the money and they weren't really telling the truth about it. So that makes me a little bit a, a little bit nervous about. I ever heard. No, I'm just saying, like, it's just it's just ironic. A it's just nonprofit to a bank. That's it's just. That's it's just ironic. All I'm, a nonprofit all, to a bank. There is no honor. I all I'm saying it. it's just it's sheer stupidity. I, I just, it's just it's ironic. Bank. It's like, it's oh well, these people are, are uh, spending the money that we, that we donated, a Fortune and we're not telling the truth about it. Oh my so, god! See, see what I mean? And, and like, if you want to talk about everybody, you want to talk about everybody's corrupt, right? So, oh my god, everybody's corrupt. So you know it's just kind of funny. And you know then, what a golden and then the parachute next thing is? is? I wanted to ask you, know you what a golden really parachute quickly. is. I, I can, can I, well, I'm not, I can't finish my point. I was just, I was just saying, it's kind of funny. I'm not, I'm not you know, <laughs> I'm not Bro. saying, you know, just, golden parachute, Olivia, just, if you want to come oh. back to me. Uh, golden parachute, very prominent around where I grew up, and I was mentioning this the other day, I believe. Um, <laughs> yeah. In in my city where I grew up, a lot of people work for a, a car plant, and uh, every pretty much everybody had the job in the whole city, if you want to say everybody, and they got this golden parachute, which is a full pension, full medical and dental for the rest of their lives, and even free car vouchers. And you know, a lot of people come up after them, and they're just like, these people have it so easy. They own all the property in our city. Uh, we have to work much harder. Now, for explain it. that. From a CEO, from an executive level, what uh, <laughs> Chase Chase, what what the CEO of of Chase's golden parachute looks like, I and then know. you'll understand how. Okay, we're talking about ten to fifteen million dollars, right? So you're comparing people who run a bank, who are given incentives, who make seven to eight figures a year, and then when they leave, they get something ridiculous in the seven to eight to nine figures you're comparing those people to nonprofits. so you're comparing an industry where people no, are I'm... given tons of things to buy a bunch of property to buy whatever they want to people who aren't really supposed to be having that much money it makes no fucking sense bro it's stupidity. No, what I'm saying is it's kind of funny headache no what, you're know, saying uh, what i'm saying is it's kind it of funny no it's kind of funny that we talk about how everybody's corrupt and this organization has been misspending the money. And then, you know, the answer is like, well, don't trust them, but trust, but trust us. That's all I'm saying. No, 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 just, no, 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 no. What we're saying is black banks, if you go there, you won't get discriminated against. Make it make sense. Okay. I feel like I'm talking to a fucking five-year-old, bro. You, we make won't it make get sense. discriminated against. So, I mean, like, but Jesus white people can go Christ, there too. You go Are somewhere, they discriminated against? You go somewhere or no? and, and you build up your community. Oh, here we go. If you're no, from well, Brooklyn, you said discrimination. You're, 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 you're from Brooklyn, right? You're, you're familiar with... No, I'm not. No, right? I'm, I'm not. Assuming, no, I'm well, not from Well, you lived Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. You, you're yes. familiar with Hasidic communities, right? They have Absolutely. their schools. They have their ambulances, they have their banks, they have their businesses. These are extremely insulated communities that do business with everyone else. These are thriving communities. What I'm proposing is that for black people, but 
automatically you throw some sort of shade on there in a very no. Well, you said you said discrimination, immature way. You said the word discrimination, so I just wanted yes. to. So that's why. That's all. I mean, I'll, I'll, the, the discrimination. Point what that you're this, stuttering because you realize you're not making a good point. No, I'm saying that discrimination can go both ways. So Man, maybe that's not the term that you please. should use. All right, right, we're out I'm of time. How? Which ways? What, what do black people own where they discriminate? What do black people own? They don't own well, the if you have a, teams they play for. They don't own the record companies. They don't own the banks. They don't own the... What the fuck? That's how they be like, oh, black people, racist, like how? What power do we No, have I didn't racist? say that. Listen, All I'm saying listen, is that maybe Rebel discrimination News, isn't the word to, to be used in that particular here situation. with IQs that reach triple digits. Okay, we can agree on that. Okay, can you promise that that you'll bring people in the future who IQs reach triple digits? Can we agree to that, bro? If not, I think we can definitely agree on that. I could have been doing yoga, bro. I could have been doing yoga. Let's be nice before we leave. Hawk Newsome, BLM Greater Greater New York co-founder. Of course, check out his merchandise, and we'll put the link on the screen. Eric Butler, TatumReport.com. Thank you for joining us. Buy his book. We'll put that on screen right after. Thank you both for coming on. His book is written in crayon. (laughs) No, it's... We're asking for kindness. Back to me, Olivia. It's all photos. Back to me, Olivia. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching. RebelNewsPlus.com. We love you guys for subscribing. (laughs) Hawk Newsom, Eric Butler, getting along. We'll send them both cards after this. See you next week, guys.